So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. All right, y'all. Well, (laughs) mixologists pumpkins, friends, Romans, countrymen, all of the above. Hi, welcome back to Mixing with Moni. I am your host, Moni, and this is the second time I'm doing this. This is why I don't promote episodes until I've actually had a chance to hear them, but they auto kind of upload. I do not know why my podcast host is not recording my words, but here I am recording my words for a second time because they didn't catch them the first time. I am very sorry for anyone who listened and was dead air for 17 minutes while I talked about Black excellence in the Housewives of New York. So I'm going to do it again because that's what you do when you do a podcast. And this is why <laughs> it shows that I did not pay $200,000 for my podcast because whew, this is the freest of the free things. Please do not roast me for this. I'm so sorry. It was brought to my attention. I'm fixing it as soon as I was told. I'm literally sitting up in bed doing this. I am awake. So I'm doing the podcast while I am awake in my bed now to do this again. I am very sorry. That being said, let's start again, shall we? Afresh, anew. This podcast is starting with Black Excellence. First, our Black Excellence does come from an unfortunate situation, which I don't understand how we cannot get this right. 
as a nation and how we can be so eager to say things like, well, if someone comes into my house, I will protect my home. But then when it comes to situations like Breonna Taylor, we are like, well, maybe if her boyfriend hadn't shot him at the police, then maybe she'd be alive and wouldn't die. Wherever you fall on that, if you feel the need to debate the justification of shooting a human life um, or taking human life from, from the standpoint of being people who are sworn to protect human life and you know the details of this case or choose to not know the details of this case, then I don't really wish to have a conversation with you and you don't really deserve the fun things we're about to have coming up next. So my Black Excellence this week sadly goes to one Miss Brianna Taylor, whose family does not deserve what's happening to them, um, to have to relive this over and over again with justice not prevailing, where people who caused their child harm and take her life, who were sworn to protect her life, who make it very impossible for them to mourn the loss of her life because of people continuously talking about the reasons why it was okay for her life to basically be taken, though she herself did not deserve this and did nothing wrong. Um, I also feel for her boyfriend who was being harassed so much now and has to live with the idea of his, the love of his life being gone and taken from him. And beyond that, it can't even really mourn it because people are continuously placing blame on him, though he legitimately was trying to protect his home like so many people love to say that they're doing um regardless of the details we weren't there we will never truly know what happened or what's in a man's heart because I can't do that I am not God I don't know what was in anybody's heart but what I do know is this girl did not deserve what she got she did not deserve for the only charges to be the shots that were missed that were a nuisance that didn't hit <laughs> instead of the ones that did hit her. And I am very sorry for the loss of the Taylor family and um, for her boyfriend. And Brianna Taylor, rest in power. You are, you did not deserve this. No matter if you were a nurse, not a nurse or whatever you are, we thank you for your service as a nurse during a global pandemic as well. But this overall just is, is sad and it shouldn't have happened. And it's created a lot of anxiety and insecurity for me because the adjacencies are insane. <laughs> so um, it does make you very, it makes you nervous when you don't know where you stand with the protections put in place for you. When you're told that things are meant to protect you could also kind of hurt you. It makes you very anxious to figure out where you stand in the world and how alone you could actually be. Like, where do you get off? Like, how do you protect yourself? Because if you protect yourself, you will get yourself, you could get yourself killed. But if you don't protect yourself and you comply, you can get yourself killed. And you're just like, so who do I trust? What do I do? How alone am I? Um, questions that a lot of people of color, a lot of black people talk about and think about probably more often than they should, because it seems like the goalpost keeps changing. Like, do we, what do we do? How do we ever how is it that every time something happens with the police, there's still a new way to be like, well, you should have done X, Y, and Z. And if you hadn't done X, Y, and Z, and it just seems like the list gets longer and longer of things that we should and shouldn't do to not die. <laughs> Whereas like the list doesn't get longer and longer of things that people could do to not kill us. Yes. So anyways, rest in peace, Brianna Taylor. And I am very sorry that, um, 
this had to happen. And, but I hope your family can get any amount of peace measurable at all possible. And yeah, that is not the way I would like to start off this week, but that is the black excellence because that's all I've been thinking about is, you know, how excellent it is to be black and how excellent it would be for our black lives to matter to more people because matter is the bare minimum and we can't even all get past that collectively. And I do not know why. Moving on to Housewives of New York reunion. Not a lot to say here. It was part three. Didn't know we needed three parts, but here we are with three parts. The third part, a lot of foreshadowing with Dorinda and Dorinda. highlight jumping ahead. The highlight is Dorinda saying she should have taken this season off and then Bravo basically being like, well, glad you agree. You're off, girl, permanently. Take this and the next few seasons off, okay? Although I really do think she will be back, but it just, it's interesting that that, that she said that and then so it be. So, yikes. Um, of course, though, it's on the hills of her and Ramona's fight where she, Dorinda, stop making me side with Ramona because I hate it because she's trash, okay? Ramona has me out here kind of understanding her and defending her because which is it? The goal, talk about the goalpost changing in Bravo, not in real life where it matters more. But you're talking about you want Ramona to check on you. And Ramona's like, I checked on you. And she's like, whoa, I mean, like during the show. She goes, I texted you during the show. She goes, but I mean, like on camera. She goes, well, I brought it up on camera. And Dorinda's like, well, I meant like off camera. And she goes, okay, why? Well, this is a voicemail or a call I did. You see the text messages? And Dorinda's like, I'm not looking at that. I just know I didn't hear from you. And Ramona's like, I texted you all these times, all these times I reached out. And you was like, nah. And Andy, after Dorinda practically snaps at him, like, pick it up, snap, snap. <laughs> well, no, that's dramatic. But girl, why would you? The things that you can tell your boss on New York that you can on any other franchise. And he picks them up. But what does he do? What we all would do? He reads them, of course. He investigates and looks through the proof and the evidence of these printed out texts, original Ramona. Um, way to show your age bracket with like LVP, but that's like their go-to. Like, how do I can see them being like, how do I print these? Asking Avery or some shit. How do I print these? Okay, now make it bigger for her readers on or something. And as on an age crack, I will probably do that too because I can't see for shit. Um, because astigmatism, and I'm young. So, but I could just see Ramona being like, I want to prove it. And she just had him on deck in the drawer. That's funny to me. And Dorinda, angry apologized for some but not for all and I really can't stand when people do that it's like they'll apologize for some things but not for all the things but they'll try to sincerely apologize for the some things and just girl know that you did it and it's fine just it's okay anyways Leah is on Dorinda's side and I'm curious to see how next season will air. And I talk about this a little bit with Ryan because we get into a great amount of hot topics. But I'm curious to see how her season will air when she has no allies because she came in with Tinsley and Tinsley's gone. And then she decided to kind of team up with Dorinda and Dorinda's now gone. And it was really comical that she was like, Dorinda doesn't go below the belt when that's all Dorinda does. And you can see that even if you like Dorinda, she likes to go below the belt. That's part of the reason why a lot of people like her. But now Dorinda got a lot of time to heal and whatnot and it just 
yeah, New York was cute. It was a good reunion. I enjoyed watching it probably more than the actual season, if I'm being honest. I'm scared about Ramona being out in the world. I'm very interested to see what integration will look like, if that does happen, if that's true. And I do think Dorena will be back, especially if Leah stays sober and if they don't get what they really want from everyone. I think that Dorena will be back, though I don't think Dorena's the reason that it won't go well, because the cycle continues with or without any of them. They fight like hell and they make up. So the reunion didn't really have any climax to it, even near the end. Because when I watch the next season, I love to go, ooh, how are they going to get past what happened in the reunion last year to film this and they, without breaking the fourth wall? Though I love how much they're breaking the fourth wall these days, and we'll talk about that later. But I always like to see how they're going to make their dynamic whole again. But with New York, they do it with, before we even ask them to. So they all pretty much reconcile. Ramona's like got some version of Stockholm syndrome or something. That's probably not the right to, you know usage of that. Sorry. And she's like, well, Dorinda, you could do anything to me and I'm going to love you. I still love you. I love you. And I'm like, okay, so none of them really know how to be great friends. And that's one of the fun things about New York. Because in the same breath, Ramona goes, Sonia, you made it. You know, you had all these failed businesses before, but now you got a good one. And it's great, but also lose some pounds. And Sonia, honestly, I love her because she goes, I'm honest, it made me gain more weight. And I'm like, yeah, if somebody called me fat, I'd probably eat more too, because I'm sad. And food make me feel better, because you surely do not. Okay? <laughs> yeah, then they all made up. <laughs> and now they're all happy again. And they took a socially distant, but non-socially distant picture with no masks. And, and then took selfies with Andy, where they were like hugging face to face with the mask like, on their ear, which at that point, just take it off and take the picture. I mean, we're going to roast you either way. There's really no winning, but that's a sure way to not win. So it was a cute reunion. I'm really happy that it's over. I thought it was great, but now I'm like, okay, Potomac's really surviving, it seems. And I'm really happy about that. It's doing well for the only show on. I'm excited for new content, not so much OC, but definitely Salt Lake City because I would like to see a new era of housewives a new cycle that we don't know yet because we know how beverly hills operates we always say oh i love potomac because they air it all oh beverly hills would have had this last the whole season oh new york would have made up or they're just boring they have it on in the background you could have them on in the background they don't really do anything it's kind of just like anticlimactic but at least with this new housewives franchise we don't know what we're going to get or how they operate yet and it's going to be fun to figure out their rhythm even if I'm not excited necessarily about the city or where it's at, I think it'll be fun to figure out a new rhythm of Housewives. So I'm looking forward to that. And that wraps up my New York situation. Now let's get into, sorry about the audio again. This is the second time for Charm though. I would love to get into all the hot topics. I have Ryan on from So Bad It's Go with Ryan Bailey. And we talk all of the hot topics that happened this week, the Bravo news and everything. And then of course, this epic episode of Potomac that truly I did not deserve. I did nothing to deserve it, but I'm so glad it's here. Right ahead of you watching the next one. And I think I'm gonna get the next episode of this pod out early since Potomac is the only thing I have to cover. So I'm looking at that about Thursday-ish or Wednesday-ish, but definitely not Sunday again. So thank you for hanging in there with me. I appreciate it. I know the wait was long. But coming up next, a very fun and jam-packed episode of So Bad It's Good. Well, no, goodness, no, it's called So Trash. 
is fun with Ryan Bailey. So Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey is on and we are about to get into all the fun stuff. All right, guys, as promised, I am here with the pop culture guy himself, Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Ryan, how are you? I am good. How are you doing? What what up, mixers? What up? What up, Monty Nation? What's going on? I am doing so good. I mean, what a great time to throw a little mixers. This has been a crazy Bravo week. It's kind of insane because it need it needs to stop. It needs yeah. it needs a slow. It's like it's like my, I'm not used to my life being fast, and I don't know if I need my Bravo being this fast either. It's like I'm t I have no life, so I'm taking everything so personally when it comes to Bravo. You know. Yeah, I completely understand. I mean, I am so confused as to how we're in a global pandemic. Things are usually slowing down. We were all so concerned about running out of TV, running out of things to do, <laughs> everyone being inside and being bored. Well, I guess boredom kind of equates to like yeah. a lot of turns drama out everybody, and a lot of babies. Turns out everybody, yeah, turns out everybody was doing something in their bed during this quarantine <laughs> that I was not doing, but it turns out everybody was doing something very lovemaking or dirty or whatever you want to call these babies. I don't know. Yeah, everybody was doing something specific. Um, yeah. All the same thing. If you are on Vanderpump Rules, you are now part of apparently some pregnancy pack or whatever. And to be frank, I think we're just going to jump right on into hot topics. There's been so much <laughs> in Bravo, so we might as well just yeah. go for it. I mean, let's start with, well, what started off as being, you know, great news for Lala. She was having a, a girl and had this very, um, maskless pointless gender reveal like it was very strange a lot of hey hey at least at least they didn't burn down california let's yeah, give them exactly. a little credit let's and you know what's so credit. wild is i think that she probably did include something crazy and then the big someone burned down california and she was yes like, yeah oh, they're ruining it for me they ruined it for me <laughs> could you imagine but, but like, could you imagine if that was lala that actually burned down half of california like that one couple like I'm, it wouldn't shock me at all honestly if britney was just a little further along i bet you it would have been them do you think britney and Jax will do a gender reveal I because we already Jax, know it's kind of a girl Jax she, he let absolutely the, do a gender reveal and he'll make it so he'll want an entire special i guarantee do you do you think he'll invite britney to it <laughs> I don't know. Jury's out on that. Um, TBD. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how, like, if she can pull her weight. If she can help make it a more about him, then he'll do, he'll let her come. He'll be like, you need to pull your you need to pull your weight, but don't gain too much weight because I need a pretty lady. Or gain a little and like let me also say that's the reason I'm gaining it because we're doing it together. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. He's definitely a the weird pregnant guy. Like, and not. And the fact he's writing a book on it. The fact that he's writing a baby book on the male point of view of having a baby. Uh -oh. I want to like, it makes me want to throw all the things that I have out into the street. Like I just don't, it, I mean, could, just, could you just, it's enough that I have to think about you reproducing. The fact that you're gonna write about it is Ugh. just horrifying. 
God in heaven. I just, I cannot. Um, well, it started off being about <laughs> Lala. She had someone jump out the sky with a pink parachute, which kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a ridiculous situation because they're jumping and you can see the gender for way longer than most people's excitement lasts at gender reveals. Like the things shoot out of the cannon. It's like one quick thing, like two seconds. Oh my God, it's a girl. And that's it. This person has to continuously fall until they hit the ground. Like how long are we supposed to ooh and ah at the pink parachute? It takes like eight minutes to fall. I asked my parents, I was like, there wasn't even like, back in the day when they had me, there wasn't even a gender reveal. Like, it was like, we found out when you came out of your mother, you know, right. like, there, it wasn't a thing. Like, we've got to quit this crap. Like, we already dislike you from this season of Vanderpump Rules. Do not make it worse for us. Like, you're literally going, try to hate me more, I dare you, you know? I mean, at the very least, maybe you would like cut a cake, and if it's blue inside, okay, boy. If yes, it's, it's fine! Inside. And aside from, of course, like, already we're, like, assigning gender at birth, and that's really awesome for kids who then have to struggle with that forever because you had all this big hoopla. What are you gonna do? Ask the kid for the money back? Like, if the kid comes out and they're like, actually, <laughs> I do not identify with this gender, you can be like, well, we had a whole gender reveal, so we would yeah. actually like for either you, you owe us or you owe us eight grand. Like, who told you to pay eight grand for something that the baby wasn't even there for? How are you having a party for a baby that don't exist yet? Dude, even the baby thinks it's ridiculous. The baby's probably like, come on, guys. The really? You guys all, inside. you guys traveled all the way out here and, and they had all the doofus Vanderpump kids, except for Ariana and Tom. Like, you know, it's just so funny. The lines are so drawn now with these kids, with these Vanderpump kids, and it's like, whose side are you on? It's like a civil war of some weird, like it's like like the dorky civil war that involves booze. And it, it's like, I, Tom and Ariana weren't there. Sheena wasn't there. These and things Sheena, like really piss me off. These things piss me off. That, like Sheena got, I was told by Amanda from um, It's All Happening, the podcast, that mm -hmm. allegedly Sheena found out that Lala was pregnant from social media and she like had a miscarriage and stuff. And so I, I was like, what? Oh, uh -huh. ain't y'all friends? Like I thought they were like well, to, friend friends. To be, to be fair, that's where I found out from social media too. Yeah, but, right. yeah I mean, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, no, I mean, there's no, like people need to stop thinking that these people are your friends. Like you yeah. guys were on a show together and Lala's a social climber. What happened and, to the she-shoe? That's her she-shoe. No, yeah. like Stassi. You, when no if she, talking if she, to you. Yeah, if Sheena got like um, a sitcom next uh, next year, Lala would be right back in there. You know, it's yep. all social climbing. That's all it is. That's so sad. I mean, uh, it is it, sad. It it upsets me. It makes me feel bad. Like like with the housewives, for some reason, I expect them to be horrible. But for Vanderpump, even though I know they're horrible, when it starts getting into personal, when you're starting to deal with babies, and I don't know why. I think it, maybe it's just with the quarantine and everything that's happened this summer. It just, I have such a bad taste in my mouth for anything Vanderpump. And it really, it makes me sad. Like I try to get excited. Like the Jacks thing yeah. I kind of was able to laugh at, but this, the Sheena thing really made me sad because did you see that Lala in the last couple hours responded to Sheena? And um, no, <laughs> you, oh my God, she responded yeah. and she said, Hey, how dare you do this? Oh, we're, you're leaving out the fact that Brock left you for that day, and that's where you're upset. I didn't know I was supposed to run over there. Called her a bitch in her reply. Like, I mean, it was oh just like, Lala, La like, take, take the L. Just don't say anything on social media. You're pregnant. Be happy about that. Why make poor, she like, why kick Sheena when she's down? To me, that takes it to another level. It's like, if you're above these things, then be above them, Lala. Yeah. So this whole family, I mean, I always, I told y'all that Lala was a scammer 
about this whole feminist thing when she basically yelled <laughs> and verbally feminist thing. Exactly. She verbally assailed Raquel at her own place of business as a customer and told her I mean to, I mean Bambi eyed bitches forever in my fave as a come as a as a retort. Sure. Insult. But still like the energy was so abnormal i was like well, this is your feminist like this is y'all say okay cool i mean like it, they love to make it about how much worse they can be even to each other i mean lala also then announced it on like sunday or something that on a weekend that she was having a girl and maybe 72 huh. hours later jackson and Brittany were like we're pregnant and i'm like what yeah it's I, like what did they text her? Like, are they on a group chat? Like, okay, so you'll go Sunday, I'll go Tuesday. Yes, like, it's, girl. it's how I imagine the it's how I imagine the Kardashians keep their schedule. Like, oh my God, Chloe, yeah. Chloe, you can release this on Tuesday. Kim, you can release your makeup line on Friday. And they, I picture them having a color coordinated calendar. And the kids of Vanderpump must be doing the same thing because did you realize? I know this is really deep conspiracy, but I was like, okay, so all of a sudden Stassi went on Tamron Hall, then Sir opened up, then Lala did the gender reveal then Jax and Brittany revealed they were pregnant like so it all went like, in a row it tired, all went in a row they're all tired of us being mad at them like they've all decided that they are yes they decided it's it's good to go they decided that they know, are rebooted but you know what money is that like it's like this is all like having a baby and all that stuff it's a beautiful thing I can't make fun of that aspect of it but what is um upsetting is that I will bet you dollars to donuts that Rand had a production crew there. It wasn't through Bravo, but I bet they paid to film that day. Oh, for I sure. Bet you, I bet you they're already, you can tell they have sides. I bet they are, I mean, I would actually bet, I'll bet $300 of money I don't have that they have pinned pitching or they will be pitching a show that won't have the Vanderpump in the title, but it will have Stassi, Bo, Jax, Brittany, Kristen, um lala and ran just in case the show doesn't get picked up i bet you anything that there will be a show with them in, or at least being pitched to some like to all kinds of cable channels if they don't get picked up with vanderpump rules without a doubt i mean i remember the day that they had um they were they took a picture in front of i think like evolution media or some media corporation yeah yeah and that was pre-pandemic. I that was my, in my opinion, that was probably Rand figuring out a way to make this work for him because he has no business yep. and no reason to even be on this show. And I think he was like, okay, I'll be on the show, but here's some things that I want because he can produce a show. He can make a show, so he'd be his own producer. So it would really be like, yes, it would be smart. But I mean, just think about the fact that they're doing so much more in a pandemic and a quarantine time than most people do in a non-quarantine time. More than any of them, except for Stassi, was doing before this year started. Like there, he has a show that's now out, Power, book two, um, The Book of Ghosts. Like it's the Power reboot or yeah. spinoff. He's doing that. Lala is pregnant. Their wedding got canceled. She took the kid, like the girls, and she told the girls they were on vacation. They went on vacation. They were filming in Puerto Rico for a movie with Machine Gun Kelly. Their podcast is like making news and stuff because Megan, uh, whatever, whichever Megan it is, the one with the eyes, Megan told the people that she was dating Machine Gun Kelly on their podcast. So it made it onto the news and all these things. I'm like, okay, they're gearing up for something here. And I think they are filming content. And I wouldn't be surprised he's a producer. That makes total Wait. sense. I think you're right. A little off topic, though. Can we stop calling him Machine Gun? Can we call him, like, Ron or something? Like, or Kelly. Who, what just kind of, M -M yeah, like, Kelly. I mean, 
by the way, what if I asked you to call me Rifle Bailey? Like, come on. Like, I mean, can't we just like, like Mr. Kelly? And he's like, no, please call me Machine Gun. Like, it, come on. Like, let's like, we're, we're grownups, right? We don't yeah, have to call I mean, ourselves. He thought he would have played out of that by now. But I mean, as call me AR-57. <laughs> as far along as Britney is, I'm just surprised that she chose now to announce that she was pregnant because it felt, I mean, she's far enough along to show and know the sex of the baby. So that means that she either could have said it way before Lala had her gender reveal or way after. Like it didn't have to be three days later. Like it really did it. She had time. <laughs> no, I think she got so excited about the social media attention that Lala got. And she was like, I need a little taste. Can I get a little taste? It's been so long since I've had a taste. Can I have a little taste of that right. social media action? Uh, and it's like so sad. They no, not, not at all. Reality. It's well, so see, sad. that's why I want. I mean, I know everybody will probably hate this, but I want. I want the show. I want the show to go away. Like I want it done. No, I feel like we have better ideas. Kind of over it. I mean, what they felt, what we fell in love with Vanderpump Rules for, they know it no longer exists. And now you're it's too dark. Terrible people who are now about to procreate, and that seems strange. What, like, do I want? Do I want to see a plot line where Lala's making fun of Sheena for wanting her over there after she had a miscarriage? Do I want to see that on I'm my about TV? To say, now we're no. Like, they, you, they've grown out of the space where being so terrible it was acceptable. When you were like <laughs> wait staff and you were like piling for roles and you were hoping to get casted in things and your boss was like literally like your manhandler and like can make you do stuff and you were they were pushing it at the age range then now we're talking about people who have money and are still terrible they have you know nice things and they're terrible to other people who don't and they're mean to each other and now they're procreating and like it's about real life stuff that they're being terrible about like people not coming to each other's weddings and people being bad at like to their families and they're not talking yeah. to their parents and they're having kids and they don't talk to their parents. like what is going on like this is way worse this is what, like a really what, bad episode of i don't know the, the real one whole house gone wrong what, or something what i think is fascinating though is then if you compare it then because i was really upset with real housewives of beverly hills too because like whether you're like i'm not team denise but i'm I not, definitely not team rena but like if you want to like i just don't agree with how uh, they all teamed up against Denise, even though I do think Denise slept with Brandy. But then what kind of gave me a little hope, and I think you mentioned probably something similar to this a couple of weeks ago on Potomac, was that when Giselle and um, uh, Giselle and spoke to Ashley about that the, the text message mm -hmm. that, um, that Candace found, yeah. when they pulled her aside at the lake house, I thought they handled it in such a great way mm -hmm. that it was still exciting but they actually did a solid and they said, here's the information. We don't need to know what you do with it. We don't need you to tell us how you handle it. But it was like this perfect way to take a friend aside and go, I have damaging information. Here you go. We don't want to make a big deal. We're not going to tell the other ladies. And then I was like, that's how you do something. That's I mean, how you do exactly it. And I'm not I almost became like, I'm almost, and I knew this was going to happen. I knew that there was going to be something that went on that was going to make me a Candace fan. And I didn't want it to happen. But whenever you don't <laughs> want, if you ever want to make God laugh, you tell me your plan. My plan was to hate Candace. He said, ha ha. Okay. So here we are. I don't hate the girl because she killed it. She killed it in that she, moment. She did a Giselle. She self-produced. She knows she's on a show. When she got the text, she looked at the producers and was like, she was genuinely shocked. She didn't want this information, but she knew they were going to make her share it. They don't, Potomac does not have the, the, the whiff yet and like the, the longevity with the network to be like, I want to cut this out and not do this. So she knows yeah. she's on the show. So she did pull a Rena. She pulled a Giselle and was like, I know y'all got to see this text, but can you at least blur out the name? Like she's like, I'm not going to try to conceal it, but 
let's have a little privacy for the person who didn't sign up for the show. And I will talk about it on camera. I mean, she's like, obviously, we got to talk about it on camera, Ashley. I know, I know, and they're like looking until with the eyes, and the eyes are basically saying, I know I don't want to do this to you, but we are on a TV show, so I got to say it, and they're going to make me say it if I don't tell you. So I'm choosing to tell you now versus them bringing it up when we go outside, which is exactly but see, what happened. But see, I would so much rather that self-producing than the self-producing that Rinna does, where it's like beating somebody over the head with it until it's like, it's dude, you've, you've, you've literally bl obliterated any plot line that you could have had. Like, I would so much rather the self-producing that Candace does rather than the self-producing that Rinna does. Like, I feel it's I apples and agree. oranges. I completely agree because, I mean, Beverly Hills, like, they didn't even trust the process. That's what it feels like. like no, they, they, they see, that's money. thousand reasons to hang herself but her sexuality and y'all outing her was not one of them like that nobody gives a fuck i don't care what she does in her bed i don't give a like it's not even like by the way it's not even like titillating to me in a sexy way like i like there's no part of it that and it makes me feel sad for brandy because like she wants it so bad is bisexual oh shut yeah up. oh my <laughs> god oh my god well and i just i will i will crack up till the end of my days thinking that Teddy was like, it's really bad. Oh my God, a lady touched another lady. Like, are he you says, kidding me? Love with you. Oh, okay. Like, so also, but then also y'all are ridiculous because <laughs> the person that y'all have painted as this sexual freak the entire season before that moment, yeah. you're like, it's so bad. Someone's actually saying that you did something sexual. I'm like, well, oh, Teddy's never, Teddy's <laughs> never let, Teddy's never let anybody feel her boobs underneath her shirt. Uh, that's just I mean, a flat fact. Honestly, that's a fact. Well, at least um, she's like semi-living in reality now because our next oh, thing is that Teddy oh, actually oh, announced that she was fired from her from her show, her job. And I'm not going to lie, I cracked up. People got a lot, gave me a lot of heat for making a meme about this. They were like, we shouldn't give her a pat on the back for telling us she got fired. I'm like, let me tell you why I'm not giving Teddy a pat on the back. <laughs> Ill. I'm saying that in a world of Bravo where we all know only like one or two people have ever left on their own accord. Everyone else yeah. gets fired, but for some dumb reason, Bravo like lets them hold on to their ego and their dignity. And they're like, well, yeah. we committed ways. And it was a mutual decision. Teddy was like, well, they don't want me because I'm boring. And I was like, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want you because you're boring. And I appreciated <laughs> that. And in her moments of being fired, she was the most interesting she's ever been. Yeah, I mean, you know, hats off to Teddy for making fired interesting and like, but at the same time, it comes down the heels of the all-in, uh, you know, the 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 diet debacle. And do you think so they asked her? I think they asked her to talk about it, and she was like, "Nah." And they were like, "Well, then you really have no well." Here no the more. the thing, I mean, I talked about, I, 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 you know, the research I've done on this, which is so sad that I've done research, is that, you know, Bravo is tied in with All In because Bravo does get a cut of any company that is started and talked about on the show. So Bravo, if they're, if that, if that is still the thing where like they, they, they held true, like the only person that got away without giving them a cut was Bethany uh, with her skinny girl line. Well, Bethany but, is such a genius. Like the girl is a monster. She really, oh yeah, she is. She, to me should have been the main one who gave them the cut because she really, really right? invented it on TV. I so, watched the episode. If, if that is true, which all the articles point to, it's true that they would be, uh, they would have a stake in All In. And if all of those things start coming up, like Bravo would then, you know, like that puts Bravo in a very weird position. And I know Andy said, no, no, it's nothing to do with All In. It's nothing to do with that. But like, come on, like, 
the company is going to protect money. And when you all of a sudden have ladies saying that they miscarried, that they had like 500 calories a day and stuff like that, that stuff does add up. And yes, it does make Teddy a, a hair more interesting, but it also makes our huge liability on Bravo's uh, I front, agree. you know? I'm surprised that they were like, I mean, the, the things that she didn't get to talk about on the show, that just goes to show they really wanted nothing. They did not think that she had it in her because, I mean, people even say that her husband's security company is a little- I know. Know, We got some questions. I mean, I'm not saying that. It is all alleged. I'm just it's allegedly, yeah. It is very, very strange, like, that there has been home invasions even one of them happened to her own friend. And I, I mean, Kyle. All, all Kyle. Kyle. And I keep saying, Kyle is having construction work done at our house and goes on vacation. You don't think she would have wanted to have a security system up and running when she left? Because that don't make sense to me. Who pays thousands of dollars for a security system to man their mansion while they are on vacation? That's the whole point of the security and, that, and, that, and then the time when you're gone, actually you get robbed. Like, wow, well, everything. insane is that? Like, wouldn't you be like, well, I'm not gonna pay the bill this month because I got robbed? Like, I mean- Right, and it's I just mean, like, oh, it wasn't set up yet. What do you mean? Why wouldn't you? That, see, that's the thing when you do it with friends, maybe, because I would 100% tell my security people like, hey, I'm paying $17,000 for the security system. This is a random number. And I'm going on vacation on July 13th. You need to have this in by the 11th. I need to know how it works by 11.01 on the 11th. And I need to have yeah. all the codes by the 12th when I get on the plane on the 13th because I'm leaving my home. That's the point. But never flaunt, and also never flaunt your wealth. Never flaunt how good you're doing. Never flaunt your wealth. Never flaunt, never give somebody a reason to take something from you. You know, like I feel and like, like these, I mean. I've talked about this before and like barely a year later, that's when the rapper Pop Smoke died. Like we know it was an inside job. Oh yeah. But it was in- Well, that was at Teddy's place, right? Exactly. It was at her husband's place with her husband's security system there. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, the, and then the it's like, thing that I read that didn't say that the security system called the police, the, the response time I've heard was actually like really like kind of wild. Like it wasn't, they, there was some time in there, like some things went down. I mean, granted, it was because I think that he posted his address like on social media by accident, like posting things like for as an influencer, because guys, rappers are not influencers. Please stop sending things to rappers to do the Instagram work of like an <laughs> uh, 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 Instagram influencer. I don't know what um, that Kane, uh, Kane Brown, I think, like the country singer, his wife is like this major influencer, Caitlin. And I'm like, these bachelor and these bachelorette kids, they know how to influence. Rappers do not. He was out here posting the box with the whole address on, like, look what I got. Because it, it's, like, contractually obligated. Oh. So, like, you got to... I stay stayed up all night reading Tory Lane's comments about his his new album and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. with Megan the Staff. I mean, I what a douchebag. Oh, my yes. God. So, like, you can't give a rapper the opportunity to do what an influencer does because influencers this, this is their job rapping is their job there's different jobs <laughs> so, <laughs> i mean r.i.p pop smoke i really did love him he died way before his time like he was like right on the cusp of, of greatness but like for it to be less than a year later or about like right at a year in the same situation i'm like what is the so what does the security system do because also <laughs> a lot of the information yeah. that the cops got was like so much later like they're when they're Oh. people it was so much later than if a camera at the door caught the people which is exactly what's supposed to happen when you have a security system at a home you wait own. you know what i bet we find out that teddy's husband uh, teddy's husband also did the security for jeffrey epstein's cell 
Like he just probably does all the security for like every bad event that's ever happened. Like also like maybe you have to pay extra if you don't want to get murdered with his security system, I mean, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, guys, obviously, and no one is blaming Teddy or her husband. I don't think they're that smart to, you know, orchestrate. I'm allegedly blaming them. I'm allegedly <laughs> blaming them. I am just simply alleging that there is something so wild about a security system that keeps being in the news because of the things that happen. Wouldn't you feel bad? But wouldn't you feel... Wouldn't you feel horrible as a security person and be like, man, we are like, what is going on? We have to step up our game because we keep saying we're security and we're not secure at all. Like, I mean, you just very simply, Kyle was robbed. The whole purpose of a security system is for no And then we had to see the damn, then we had to like even get a like B story plotline on Secrets Revealed about her dang mother's ring. Like we're still having to deal with the security issue. Not to mention, can we, I mean, as a courtesy, because you're my wife's friend, I would have been like, oh, you're going out of town. Let me try to speed this up because I know, also (laughs) she was having construction work done. She, and she sent, what made me wild is she sent the construction workers or whatever. Oh no, the friend sent the construction workers to go get lie detected i'm like you need to stop sending the constru- blaming the construction people which is get edwin over there look at the security people well, like, i wonder if Ed- i wonder if edwin i wonder if edwin was the one doing the uh the lie detector thing i've been like edwin's been by the way like what does edwin say to kyle when they come back like uh dumb luck huh like i what? mean it was amazing to me that she held her down through that reunion and was like well you know it wasn't set up yet because my first question would have been like why not why would you leave I feel like your just house? on the off chance, I don't want to be in front your friend anymore. Like, why would I, go I literally got half a million dollars. My house. I didn't make sense. Like, you know, I got, I, I get upset when I lose a t shirt, you know, like, Hello? I can't imagine. Like, I get upset when someone's takes something from my pockets. Like, if it falls out and well, I go back I mean, to where I, I fell, it fell and I can't find it, how dare you violate me like that? I didn't even know I lost it and you took it. And we're talking about someone walked up in her home and took everything she ever owned. <laughs> Her mama. I've loaned books. Haven't you loaned books? I want my books back that I've loaned throughout the years. (laughs) Like, it doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, but, you know, out with the old, I think Teddy was boring because even with all the robberies and the scams and whatever else is alleged, because it's all being alleged here as well. No one's suing us. Alleging with money. money. (laughs) Alleging with money. (laughs) Because they all got the money. So I'm just like, I don't understand why she lasted this long i honestly th- never thought i'd see the day that she would leave so i'm really pleased about that and you know out with the old bravo's making a lot of changes some other things that they're changing over on is new york apparently there's some we know dorinda's gone we know that people are likely coming in they do have their first woman of color um a new or black woman you know on roni coming soon allegedly uh bethany even like released a statement pretty pretty recently that she has uh, submitted black women for years and it's very yeah. interesting that she and Andy said it in part three of the reunion that Bethany like gives us a list of people like every year she gave us a long list and I mean so apparently black women were on that list and they just somehow never made the cut until now hmm. well she talked about a little bit of that on watch what happens live after the reunion on Thursday and I thought it was fascinating where you know it's also fascinating that Andy finally admits that they did have uh, a casting person because, you know, to this day, they'd always kind of held true to the fact that these were all kind of unique, organic relationships. Yeah, and we knew better. And they've never, and yeah, we knew better, of course, but I found that interesting that that finally did come out. And then Bethany on Watch What Happens Live said, well, Andy, you know, I didn't give 30 names. I did like 13 or 14. And 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 I and I guess Bethany, they said she's done it every year since she's left, even if she's on the show or isn't on the show, she'll always throw people their way, you know, and that's how they got, um, Aviva Drescher. 
was through yeah, Bethany. I agree. I mean, it's like Bethany gave us um, a lot of people, but she talked. She said in her tweet, "I live in New York." Like she's like, "I'm obviously I'm submitting other women of other races." <laughs> it's New York, which is kind of like the whole argument that you know we people are ever gay friends is that it's New York, so you can't pretend like it's this whitewashed place that's literally no. just of what is not. Well, it's the complete opposite. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, so they, you know, the rumors are that they do have their, their, um, uh, you know, who, do you know, what is, what is the name we're hearing? Like, oh, I, I, I forget keep, her name. I, know, I forget her name too, but like, what do you think, in all honesty, how Ramona's going to deal with that in scenes? Like, I mean, do you I think don't... it's going to shine a light on how ignorant Ramona is and she's going to either try too hard to make her comfortable because she doesn't want to look bad or do you think she's going to just be so ignorant and come off like a racist jackass? I mean, she already does that without anybody there, so I don't think yeah. she needs help. Um, that's the scary part. Um, I will say that it feels very much so like... I don't remember where I read this or where I heard this, but I know that um, there's been talks that allegedly the reason that they have not casted or integrated a lot, especially on New York, is because it would become like the kind of, it's basically what, what happened on Dallas is what they've always been afraid of happening on other franchises. And it's like, it becomes the responsibility of that one person to kind of decide how much they can take. And it, it, then, I mean, but to me, I'm like, that sounds like you casted the wrong white women, not the wrong people of color. If you yeah. are afraid that Leanne's of the cast are going to, or the Ramona's are going to be too racist or, or like too walking on eggshells and can't fight with a person without using their race, it sounds like you picked the wrong fighters. That's all. But there's part of me that, but there's part of me that thinks we might get a highlight of showing how Ramona could be the wrong fighter. You know, just I mean, how we she... know Ramona's the wrong fighter when nobody's here yet. Nobody's but in don't the you ring. think? Ramona's but don't. You, but don't you think that's part of the reason why she got? I mean, almost kept for another season. There's a part of me, and I know I'm now like everything is uh, everything's a conspiracy theory to me. I mean, now. to be like, honest, Ryan, I'm right there with you. My conspiracies is that the people are like, well, why is Kelly Dodd still have a job? I'm like, because 2020 was the perfect year for her to get fired. Yeah, and I think they needed yeah. her to basically shoot herself in the foot. Like, I think yes, that, exactly. That's, that's the what... best year for her to be on TV talking a lot of hot shit about a global pandemic. People are losing their jobs, their houses, their lives, their friends, their family, X, Y, and Z amount of people, their security, their mental health. They're losing this shit. And she's going to be on TV talking about something. I don't give a fuck. It is what it is. Like, it's not even real. People are going to really hate that. Not to mention- And I think the same thing Black with Ramona. Lives I Matter think was, that's was filmed with, uh, during this time. And from what I've heard goes down between her and a particular other castmate, especially about some of these things, People, this is the time for her to get fired. And I think the same thing with Ramona. Like, you need to have a reason to get rid of them. And I think they want, I re think they really want to be, for people who have given Bravo so much, I think the best way for them to save their ass and not be like, oh, we got to fire you because you're a racist on social media, even though we loved you before and we knew you were a bad person. I think they need them to act out on camera so that they can be like, well, this was bad. The people hated it. It's, it's not us. Thank you for 12 years, but you gotta go. Because it's like too late to say, I mean, it's also probably illegal in some ways to be like, well, uh, we're gonna fire you on a hunch that you're racist. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, you need a reason. I mean, I do think, I mean, we do know that like Bravo, you know, Bravo doesn't have a lot of loyalty in terms of like letting somebody have a graceful exit. I mean, we saw that with Dorinda this season is that Bravo don't, I mean, Bravo 
don't give a fuck when it comes down to it. Like Bravo will let you hang yourself and they just want to capture it. Like they let, <laughs> they let all of Dorinda's darkest moments air this season, even into the reunion. They let her, you know, go with grace in the sense of, you know, she's always welcome to come back, blah, blah, blah. But man. Dorinda just said on the part of the reunion that she was, should have taken a break. And they were basically like, well, the break's yeah. now permanently. Yeah, Go get help. I mean, God's it's team. like, they're like, man, you sure didn't. And you're going to pay for it. Like they, they really, I mean, she did it to herself, but they definitely showed all of the, I mean, imagine the stuff we didn't get to see if we saw all those moments, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I just heard on, uh, I think, um, Two Judgy Girls, they were like, I think Dorinda's whole problem with Tinsley at the end, where she was like all pissed that Leah brought her up, was that she got to take a break and Dorinda didn't. She was like, wait, we could t- we have a choice? We could leave? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't want to be here. <laughs> watching, Andy, watching Andy tell Dorinda during the reunion that like, hey, we all agreed to let Tinsley go. We knew about her going. Like, and Dorinda was like, oh, okay, oh, well. Shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> No yeah. one told me. I mean, speaking of New York, and you know, I know you're excited that Leah is back and she got a raise. And she, I mean, good for her. It's a nice little raise. She uh, reportedly was making $3,000 an episode and now she's making 10000 People were very upset. Ryan, they were all in my DMs. You have started quite an, quite an army of Leah people who were like, they better give her her money. Well, they okay. They uh, give her her coin. She be elevates. Well, well, okay. So 3000 is ridiculous for as much, for, for, I mean, I know that's a standard contract, but for what she brought to the show, I think she is deserving of the $10,000 raise. But what I will say, as much as I do love Leah, um, that love can be conditional sometimes. And I will say I, what I'm very nervous with Leah is that I'm nervous with anybody is that if anybody believes their own hype, you know, is that we see this uh-huh. with second season housewives a lot. And I'm very nervous because remember, she also points out the fact that, she, you know, the show aired during quarantine. She doesn't get to, she didn't get to really revel in her celebrity or her newfound celebrity, except for social media. So now she's out and about and she's the toast of like certain people and all this crap and all that. And I, you do got to watch for those people that really believe their own hype. And I have a feeling, I have a very sick feeling that we might not see the Leah that we are, that I grew to love this first season, that she might believe her own hype. Thankfully she has like what seems like a beautiful daughter and a beautiful, not a beautiful, and a nice ex to like kind of keep her grounded. And hopefully she really, but I got to imagine when you get to this kind of rarefied air that it probably, you there's an adjustment period and it probably is going to make her weird for about a year. I and mean, um, I'm curious we'll see. to see how someone, who I have historically not been fond of because of the caricature of Black that I feel sometimes that she plays is going to integrate with a Black cast member who likely is not going to act anything like that because I'm looking at her like, where are you getting all this from? Like, where, what is this energy from Chelsea? I've been to Chelsea. It's not like this. <laughs> I don't find this to be authentic <laughs> at all. Like, what? And I was just, I'm like, someone in Chelsea was wearing streetwear? That's news to me. Cool. All right. Nice. <laughs> but, I mean, it's New York, so, you know, fashion and things. People be moving on the subway. So, granted, she could have gotten it from a lot of people. But I'm just like, okay, girl. And I'm just, I'm very, I conditionally hate her, apparently. Because Sasha was on my show from the Bravo Breakdown. And she yeah. made me a less of a hater. And well, I didn't hate the girl. She's not on my radar. But she made me more of a, you know, 
okay, maybe I'll give her a chance. What I was trying to tell people is that her monies was not coming in because they only have one season's worth to give her. Ramona has been terrible for a mini a season, so she has big monies. Sonya has given it her all, okay? The girl basically has to detox after every season because of how <laughs> she lets them get her. Dorinda almost lost her house. Like, they're filming them. Luann went to almost jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leah, yeah. all she did was get drunk and throw tiki torches, which is great. We had a great time watching her. But these women have basically made a fool of themselves time and time again for almost a decade each. She has yeah. to earn her keep. And what I thought they were afraid of was a Denise situation where the first season she was lit. And they were like, oh, we've definitely got our money's worth. And then the second season, she was pulling it all in, being all conservative. And they were like, what the fuck? And then they had to build a whole season on her. And then she dips out on the rest of her contract, allegedly. So, like, w I think that it makes sense that they were being a little conservative. Because they were like, yeah. we don't want you to come back and try to, like, pull it all together and not be crazy Leah throwing tiki torches. Also, she's allegedly going to stay sober for, you know, this situation. And she's, it, it went one or two ways. I mean, this was her first season on Housewives and she was drinking for the first time yeah. in years. So obviously her alcohol tolerance is going to be nuts anyway. She's not going <laughs> to handle it the same. So honestly, the second season she's on, if she continued to drink, she might not even be the same because by that time, her tolerance would have been probably a little bit more regulated. She would have been throwing tiki torches anyway. But now she's going to be sober, sober now. And they're going to yeah. be like, well, shit. <laughs> No tickets. Well, that's why I'm like that. Though I mean, so I'm really interested to see how the second season plays for her. And I mean, all I will say is that no matter what happens in five years, I'll be there to pick up the pieces, Leah. I'll I mean, be she there has for a new you nose. Then. She's she's happy. You about would not see nose. that worried that worried me there too. I'm like, wait a sec, please. Like, and by the way, I can't like, please don't start doing things like you know like. I mean, I already I thought, thought she, she was beautiful. Like, I mean, I, yeah, exactly. Of, to be honest, her face, her facial features gave me the only reason why she could sell streetwear to me as a white woman from Chelsea. She, I just love when she laughs. I just she like had a laugh. harder, but her she had like a harder me. exterior. Not like she had a hard face. Cause I thought she's, I think she's gorgeous, but I thought that for some reason her face gave her some kind of edge. Like she looked a little edgier and I liked that in, in yeah. my girl, who's the youngest on the cast of elderly women who are still drunk and having a good time. And she's telling people she elevates this shit in a puffer jacket. I need you to have a little edge in your face when you wear a mugshot <laughs> dress. And now I'm like, oh, is this gonna soften the nose? I mean, it's up to you what you wanna do with your body, but congratulations on your new nose, Leah. I'm glad you got a raise and everything because now- See, I'm just I'm nervous, I'm nervous. <laughs> I just it's feel like, like what happened nobody on can Southern believe- Charm. Did you cry like Craig when Naomi got a new nose? Yes, you know what? Because I, well, no, but you know why? Because thought it looked horrible like I thought it made her look like a who like oh, a who man. Dr. Seuss like oh, no man. like I just thought I, I just thought she looked so cool with the actual like I didn't even realize her bad nose I was like wait what like it changed her whole look I gotta look it more into it look. that's interesting because I, I mean I just saw the pictures of her you know in the bandages and I was like oh good for you girl if that's what you wanted to do um again not on my radar I, I never I don't care enough until people send it to me um other things that are also not on my radar is apparently Below Deck is trash and everybody on it is trash. <laughs> I <laughs> love, but by the way, I feel like it's so watchable trash. I love watching Below Deck and the, you're, everybody is trash. I used to love reason... Below Deck, but I've, I was never this person. I always liked the Kate seasons. I like Captain Lee. I think he is such a hard ass that his ability to get through an entire season without cracking one smile is amazing to me. 
I love that in a captain. It's like he is so unfazed by the cameras, which is what makes him so good for the cameras. Yeah. Whereas I no, think I, Sandy plays the cameras. Sandy, well, Sandy, poor Sandy is just not, she just is all breathy, like, hey guys, let's do the yacht. You know, yeah, I'm, what's going I'm a on super with yacht captain. And then she I outed Malia this week on a cameo of what all is things. that? What, Malia's, what is Malia's not even gay. And then Malia had to do a response of, like, I don't know why my captain's talking about my sexuality to begin with. Captain Sandy thinks she's all funny, haha. And it's one of those people that isn't funny at all, but thinks that, like, somewhere, somewhere along the way, somebody was like, You're pretty funny, Captain Sandy. And she's like, So I tell funny jokes about people's sexuality. And it's like, one thing that Sandy's gay, that's that's great awesome but you don't then like go we all think malia's gay even the uh even the production she said that in the cameo i put it on my podcast right. this week i put the audio of it because she's <laughs> removed the audio from every other thing on instagram and how dare but, you blame bravo everybody knows when you do that things go wrong phaedra is our prime example you never say production knows or thinks anything because we yes on the reunion dorinda said something about production or whatever and bro andy was like uh-uh no first of all what we're not gonna do is not while they're in the room like you never blame it on them phaedra said production told her that candy was a rapist and guess what happened she got fired <laughs> so just calm down off of me and production as if that's going to like validate her thought process or as also just because you are a gay woman saying it doesn't mean you're the authority on who is gay and who is not that you need to go ahead with that and i loved malia's response i don't even like this girl and i liked her response of if I was gay, not that that is an insult or anything like that, because I actually am a big ally to the LGBTQ plus community. But if I was gay, I'm pretty sure that'd be my responsibility to tell people. And it would be yeah. my opportunity to tell the world if that was my truth, which is exact. That was, that's always been my whole point about Team Denise. Oh, y'all forced my hand to be this girl's team because who the fuck wouldn't lie about this? How dare you tell somebody what their sexuality is on television? You didn't even give them the opportunity to do it themselves. Damn, that's terrible. <laughs> like that's, yeah, I mean, please do not out people to television. Or anyway. but no, and like, or like on cameo of all things. Like, I like what a what an amazing cameo that she's. I mean, you can like re-record it, right? Like, she could have just started over. You yes, and she no, she goes, she goes. Oops, I'm not supposed to say that. You don't have to hit upload then. You know, you absolutely could have not. Like, do you want the girl? Like, what is this? Like, tell me the truth. Like, I don't know if this is just simply what made you think that that was something that someone needed to hear who was a stranger that you don't know that they don't know, and they're just asking for like a birthday wish, like. Yeah, hey, you want to out one of your one of your team members, one of your subordinates? What <laughs> for fifty dollars? You're tripping. It's the hurt, it, you know. Every, it's the worst when people start thinking they're funny, you know. And I feel bad. It really, it really leads to a lot of bad things. Yeah, it does, especially if no one told you you were funny because you're not. So <laughs> and no one ever thought Sandy was funny. You ain't leave for a reason. So. I mean, it's also really, I feel bad for this Malia girl because apparently her boyfriend cheated, so she's like single and whatnot too. So she's single and being outed. So um, bless this girl's heart. <laughs> what a week. Oh, well, Malia's horrible too, so don't feel too oh, bad. Oh, yeah, I know. But, That's probably the reason I, I started hating her. she's with a British Dan, like, I'm Tom, I'm a chef. Like, the fact that he cheated on her of all people is like, it, I mean, I, if I was her, it would make me a lesbian because it's like, that guy is no, like, that guy is nothing. Like, I mean, like, I'm shocked. 
Well, girl, if you're if you're listening, Lee, I think you might have a choice. I mean, you can go ahead. <laughs> I mean, if, but if you think your options. By the way, I gotta say, I think all women, except for the pregnancy thing at this point, should be with other women. Like, I don't really. The the further I get into life, I do not see why men are needed. And I'm not even saying that as like a bat. Like, I just don't like. I don't know what we offer. We like. I mean, I, besides being able to have the thing that like you can have kids with. I just don't think we're that great. Like we're just not like we're, and I'm not saying women are the most amazing, 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 but they're way better than men, you know? I mean, also I think it's what they put up with. What we see, especially on Bravo, these women put up with for the sake of like being with a man is kind of wild. And that's literally the best segue and the worst segue possible to talk about Potomac this week. <laughs> if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, by the way, speaking of the worst go. man in the whole wide world, I mean, what, even if we don't know all the details, he's the worst. I mean, it's absolutely so sad that we now know that she's pregnant. So she procreated with this man again. Again. And what, we're, what we're seeing she had to go through to get the family that she always wanted, I believe, is just it's deplorable. It's so trash. So this is the most yeah. I've ever been through, and I'm not going through it. But watching this girl sit down with this man, this little troll under a bridge, and sit down with this man and have a conversation. And then, you know what made me mad, Ryan? You know what immediately set me off? Was what? her, them sitting down and him shaming her for being able to eat when he the one who cheated. That's the first thing yes. he said. He goes, you're hungry? I don't know how you- I can't believe, I can't like believe you have an appetite right now. You Excuse know? me, sir? Maybe because I never trusted your rusty ass before. And if I never oh, by trusted you before- I can eat. This what is an amazing a moment from Ashley, though. Like, I'll take the crab cakes. I'll take this. And, like, I really loved her in that moment of, like, no, I'm going to eat. I'm fine. You know, like, she's so used to this kind of shit that she's like, and yeah, I'm sad. hungry. Like, sir, you're only having this issue because you got caught and outed on camera again. Like, this isn't even the first time. We have now dealt with this three times. This is the third time you've made a fool of her on television. Yeah, it's, it's, the, and the, <laughs> it's just, it, it would be just so funny if it weren't so sad. Like the the fact that, and the, by the way, the whole the whole point too is that we all know he's just so still lying. There's no way he took all of his clothes off to take a nap with Hello. somebody he made out in within a cab. Like that's just not how sexuality works. It's like you don't take your clothes off to then pass out. Like if you pass out, you pass out with your clothes on. You don't then wake up in just your underwear. And I know that we are going to get into this but it's also very funny to me that and this is a little bit jumping ahead but it's funny to me that her own this girl's only opportunity to take a picture was when he was turned around but he alleges yeah. that he was passed out as soon as he got in the bed after also taking off his entire clothing so how did you take off your entire clothing and pass out in the bed but she didn't take a picture with you while you was then you would have gotten his face if he was really passed yes. out in the bed and remembers nothing, you would have been able to get his face, his body, his mold. You could have blackmailed this girl for whole money because, oh, I know why you didn't get his face because it was on top of yours while y'all was fucking, allegedly. Oh, by the way, yeah, allegedly. And also, I don't imagine Michael Darby to be some, like, great lover, you know? Like, it's not like I imagine they was, like, they were screwing all night. But what I do uh, think hello. Is, right? I <laughs> think there's allegedly... They had to have reasons, if you ask me. I think that's the only reason Ashley was going to be able to stay in this marriage. I don't think it was going that well. Well, I think also there is allegedly probably 
I don't allegedly cocaine, allegedly did. I mean, I mean, like the guy, Michael obviously made it very clear that he was he was desiring of those things. He needed those things. He, you know, like, and he went all out. Like he, and by the way, it doesn't seem like this is like. It seems like he does this quite a bit. So like, it's just that he got caught. Yes, and I think that's the whole issue, which is exactly why I understand uh, Ashley's upset, you know, being upset. I've said this theory, my conspiracy theory before, is that I don't think that they have a very traditional marriage, obviously. I think they do probably have an arrangement. I think the problem is, I don't think her family knows about it. And so if you do it sloppy and you keep doing this on TV and with, especially with her castmates and her crew and her coworkers, essentially, then her family ends up knowing about it when there's literally so many other options. Like, I, yo, I've lived in Maryland my entire life almost, minus like three years, maybe now four. There, it, it's not that popping that people will out you every chance they get. There were plenty yeah. of options other than the cameraman. There were plenty of options other than um, Katie's uh, boyfriend season one. There are plenty of options allegedly for him to touch and go around and do stuff with other than you know the people that he's doing with near and around the show and at something as big and open as a casino. Honey, I know plenty of places he could have cheated at it before a casino. And I'm I'm tempted to slide into her DMs and be like, hey, Ashley girl, love you. Your hair is gorgeous. Here is a list of places that Michael may not have considered that he may want to if y'all's arrangement continues and you stay with this man, but you don't want him to get caught. Here are the places he, he, he don't go. But he wants to be seen too, because I think there's something that he likes being a villain in a way. I think he likes that celebrity. And the fact that he got busted again really should have made Bravo literally go, we do not want him on the show anymore because of the, the crap that came out about like him grabbing the ass of the cameraman and stuff like that. Right, you gotta but protect your employees. He, but yeah, you know, it is, I mean, I'm not even making a joke. It is a little alarming that Bravo's like, okay, so this is happening again. It's a plot point again. We are not going to bat for our own employees. Like the fact that they're letting him slide and keep saying like- The man no, that was press charges. Like, there's ever a time to protect your employee. It's when your employee decides to sue. Like, that is the time to protect them. Because the whole point of HR is to keep the employees from ever having to sue. Yeah, I mean, say charge. That's the goal of HR. But I I do think it's funny that it's like, wait a sec, when are we going to bring up, like, I mean, now we're having a conversation about this certain act but why are we not bringing a conversation about the global effects of Michael Darby now over the seasons? Like, hey guys, remember this is like a pattern. Remember last season with the cameraman? Like, I want all this stuff to get back, brought back into it and for him to admit everything, you know? So backtracking a little bit, y'all, we sit down and Ashley and, and Michael are, are talking and he's fake sad that he got caught, I guess. I mean, I think that he never, I agreed with the ladies when they got to the winery. Like, I think he only told her what he thought he could admit to. I have had yep. this, as a teacher of small humans, I have recognized that they like to admit to the charge they already know that they are guilty for and have gotten caught for. They will not offer additional information that might get them in trouble unless they know that they are going to be at a greater risk. And they don't really assume that risk. If you catch them with their hand in the cookie jar, and they have already put their hand in the cookie jar four times that day, and you catch them yeah. with one, they will cop to the one cookie. They won't be like, well, so I took it four more times too. They're not going to do that. <laughs> and I think Michael gives me that energy of working with children. He is like, well, what do you think you know? And it's like, so you did something because you're naked. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, we kissed. 
And somehow that led to me taking off all my clothes and sleeping next to this woman. Yeah. Yet she has no documented evidence that she was sitting right next to me for eight hours at night and only got yeah. my backside. But Ashley, but see, Ashley knows too. Ashley knows. Of course. Like, I Ashley cheated. Knows. Blink twice. I said blink twice, Ashley. You play, I know she's playing the long game. I know it. Like nothing in my body tells me that she doesn't know what the hell is going on. And nothing about Ashley seems dim dimwitted. Like she's very smart and gorgeous. I think she's getting her babies. I think she's getting her life together and figuring it out. And I'm not saying that as in like she's a gold digger trying to take his money. I just find it very funny that we forget. If you've been on the Potomac chain a long time, people, you know that three years ago he asked to extend their prenup. That three years is just about over. She let it happen. But then he started acting up more. In season three, he wasn't grabbing cameramen and sleeping in casinos with other women, allegedly. Now, it's, about, it's almost at three years when this, when this conversation happens. It's the thing about people sleeping on a show and then having to binge the whole thing. It all happened in a vacuum for them. But that was three seasons ago. So, or two seasons ago, almost three. So they're pretty much done. She now has another baby. And I don't think she had the baby to trap him. I think she legitimately was like, he's already taking care of my family. And I have to plan my exit very strategically because I am so deeply like intertwined with this man. The only thing that she had in her name really with him that was only partially in her name because he put up all the money was the restaurant. The restaurant is closed. And now there's nothing else of hers there. I think she's going to solidify her place on the show. I think she's eventually going to leave this man, especially if she just told us on national television that if he does it again, she's done. And I think that was very strategic. I think she sat down with this man in front of production and on camera because we didn't see the fights when she confronted him. We saw her say, well, I just told the world that we had a threesome, which I thought was so calculated that I loved it. She told the world that they have threesomes and she said, now that's over. <laughs> so now if anybody ever sees yeah. wild shit again, we'll be like, oh, you going to cheat on your pregnant wife oh we see you we heard her say no more threesomes so what's going on with that extra woman like we, now there's no way he can go back you know what i feel bad about too is i feel bad that i really dislike their baby because it looks so much like michael darby like i'm like uh, he's coming like into I, it a I, little I, bit now i know we're supposed to i know we're supposed to like all think all like like all babies but like i just like immediately i don't like the baby because it looks yeah, like I michael darby you know yeah, like I'm that like, was a hard uh, one. you know so it's like i hope the second baby doesn't look like more, more like ashley because like it's like a little bald tiny michael darby and i just picture like little tiny michael darby cheating you know um, this is where i i mean in order for me to love this baby because i do like baby dean i like to say think of it as though he looks like michael maybe this is like our chance at a rebirth like Michael is trash. We know that, but he is also older and getting older. And I think his time on this earth will only be remembered for this bullshit, which means we now have a new baby with a new, the same face to do the earth better. And I think imagine how much imagine how much baby Dean's gonna hate uh, his father when he grows up. He's gonna be like, like how dare you take this face and be trash. But also when, 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 you know, when you, when, a, when a child sees their dad treat their mom like crap, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's not, it doesn't go over well, you know? Yeah, no, it, it never goes over well. I mean, <laughs> that's the antithesis of my life. That is literally yeah. <laughs> how things go down. It's the worst because you 
tend to protect your parents, but you protect your mother in a way that like is unreal. So and also yeah, to have different. her looking crazy on television, he's gonna see this and not be very pleased with his dad later in life. And I hope one day Michael can reconcile that within himself or what he did to this poor child and and to this this woman. But I loved that then Michael had the audacity to tell the production to cut. Yeah. That's the cutest thing. You, you, said, got, you, you, got, you got what you wanted. You got, come on, cut. You know, you got it. Yeah. You got it. Well, honey, the la- uh, no, what you, what you don't get to do after embarrassing this woman on at her workplace, this is her job, okay? What you don't get to do then is to determine that you've now been too embarrassed on TV that you want to cut it. What about the embarrassment I put her through? I would have loved if Ashley had been, he goes like, you know, cut. And, she, and I would have loved if she's like, no, let's film all night. I want three more hours. Let's do it. I, like, I would have loved if she was like, them. let's keep going. I mean, just absolutely. I, I cannot imagine what her conversations, you know, were that night. But, but I like Ashley something. so much. And this is, I, I do, you know, I, I like, I'm still at a point with all of these ladies, even Candace, where I like them all genuinely. And like, I really, this is like my biggest strike against Ashley. This is like the thing that makes me like, well, at the end of the day, I can't trust you because you do this to yourself, you know? I truly, truly think that she's deep cover, like a cop. Like she is playing deep (laughs) cover. For what though? (laughs) For her own revenge. (laughs) I think she is trying to get Michael. I mean, she has to go deep cover and see how bad he can really be and how bad he can really treat her. And then when she goes to court, she has like a portfolio, right? And it's like table of contents. It is an index. It is photographs and all the documentation, transcripts, things that she can pull from Bravo because again, this is her place of business. So she can pull all those transcripts and be like, here are all the reasons why this man is trash and I deserve 75% of everything he owns. Boom. But you know, it's, it's so amazing. Is that like, uh, it, it just... I just, I, I, I mean, I, it really flusters me because I just feel like there's got to be an easier way. Like, and also if you think about like Ashley, think about like her scrolling around on Instagram and like all of us Bravo Instagram people, you know, like we have like, you know, like, oh, we say Teddy's boring and we say, you know, Lisa is so mean to them. We say all these things and I just imagine Ashley just going like, I wonder what they say about us. And it's like, oh, that my husband's a horrible piece of shit, cheating mm-hmm. bastard. Like, like, it's just like, it's gotta be funny when like, I just wonder how unassuming some of these people are. And then they're just like, oh, let's see what the people on Instagram are saying. And then like, oh no, oh God, oh no. My it's hope like- of what happened is that she, I mean, she's not super old, but he is. And what I really think happened, and I'm not saying old as in his age is old. I think he is just tired and old. Like he's just, he looks old and tired. So he could have been young. Sonia's young. Ramona even acts young, but he just acts old and tired because this is old and tired crap. What I think happened is that they were dating. She was young. She was in her twenties when they were dating likely. And she got married because that's what you're supposed to do. She thought it was a come up. She thought she had love for this man. Like there was something there. And she was like, I have love for this man. But I think she knew what she was getting into. He needed a trophy wife. I just never think she thought that she'd be in a place where he would embarrass her this bad. But now she's in so deep that this hurts her on a different level. And so now she has to pretty much figure out, like her next move has to be strategic because he still holds all the power. And that's the, that's the sad part is that as much as we want her gone from this man, he is still a trash old white dude like what do we know historically about them when they're in positions of power they will play those cards 
So she has to be very, very careful about what she does next. And now she has a baby. I mean, her family would literally just be cut off. And what would she do? How would she fix that, like rectify that? And I know, especially as a kid, you feel some kind of obligation to your family. And I've talked about this before. I think I talked about it with Sasha. There is something also that happens in the Black family structure when you are, when you do something well for yourself, you feel the need to bring everybody up with you. And that's why historically, unfortunately, a lot of people of color, especially Black people, have um, have seen difficulty holding on to all of their wealth in a lot of ways because they see, and that means any amount of wealth, like a lot, a little, whatever, because you see your come up as our come up. And you're, you think you feel like this sense of responsibility for the people around you too. Like we saw it on Married to Medicine, Toya um, and her husband, Eugene, they talked about how they were the first people in there, both of their families to really go to college and finish everything and get this. He's a, he's a medical doctor and he became like the head of the ER or whatever. So he's like, no one taught us how to have money. They literally just pushed us towards this as our, our opportunity for greatness. And we felt, we felt obligated. So we were giving them money. We were, you know, giving ourselves money. We were buying this big house. We thought that's what you were just supposed to do. They didn't teach us how to have money. A lot of us are still the very first in our family to be out of our family family situations. So you feel obligated to bring your family with you. And when that happens, if she leaves him, she's also hurting her family in her mind. And it's not even just her kids. It's like her mom, her younger sister, who we just met, who's like 14, she's buying a girl a homecoming dress. Like it becomes yeah. like you're divorcing your whole family from their come up. And I think she is now in deep and she has to be very, very careful about her next opportunity. I think that's what her mom was trying to get at her at the wedding dress. I mean, the dress shopping was, I hope you don't think you have to stay with him for us. I think that's what she was trying to say. Yeah. She was like, don't worry. I'm not afraid to leave him. And he knows one more time. Cause she's like, I don't want you, you know, embarrassing yourself just to make sure we're good. Like we'll figure it out. But we also just watched the season ago, her paying for her mom's house. Like how is, it's really hard to turn that off. That obligation doesn't go away just because that money goes away. So I think he knows he holds a lot of cards and I think he, I think he's playing her for that. Like you can leave, but I'm not, I'm not going to help you afterwards. Like it's my kid and that's <laughs> it. And he's, because he's trash. We know that. <laughs> That's what trash people do. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I just wonder, what are we, eight episodes in on Potomac? Like, I just wonder how it's this plays out the rest of the crazy season. crazy you know? that we got there. I mean, you know on Beverly Hills, this would have been all season. This would have been Yeah, this would have been, been the season finale. Like, this, I mean, like, so been, I, right. This conversation would have been the season finale. Not only did we get this conversation, we got this conversation and then more stuff. And then her addressing it openly with the girls, that would have never happened until the reunion. She said, all right, yeah. let's talk about me at the winery. But before we get into the, the winery and the barn situation, Monique spending 200000 Ryan, how much did it cost you to start your podcast? Uh, 210,000. Like she really got a steal. I mean, that was great. No. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so sad. Like I was just like, I was like, Monique, I will cut. I mean, like, man, I'll do it for <laughs> you. I'll do it this. for you for, I'll do it for you for 10 grand. Like, I mean, like the fact that you're spending more than, I mean, I mean, like in all seriousness, that question is like, what you pay for a hosting fee, you know, like you can get yeah, like that girl, for like, I mean, I'm I pay for extra confused. hours. <laughs> I pay for like, you know, you, you know, they're like, you know, cost, but nowhere near 
She no, did like, it wrong. Even in the ballpark. I mean, she well, needs she a Patreon. In... They pay you. It's supposed to be the opposite. <laughs> it's like, well, but also, you know what scared me was when she talked about the live show and she said, we've only sold 20 out of 300 tickets. And I was like, man, that is scary as hell because I treat these ladies like they're celebrities. Like all, all anybody, any housewife, I think like, well, God, everybody knows them. Why wouldn't, and then to hear 20, I mean, Monty, I, I hate to say it, but like, we could probably get 10 people if we went to a, we did a live show. Could get you know what I'm saying? So, so we, could, we could, we could, we could already do what she did. But you know what I'm saying? Like we, we could already do like that. That scared me. There was like, I was like, Monique, there, this should not be happening. You know? I mean, I know she did two, she did two live events at the same place. Uh, one of them I did go to, both were filmed. And the first one Karen went to, the second one Karen did not go to, but they were all invited and only Ashley showed up. And I, this was after the fight. So, and, and they were oh, still- wow. Yeah, I, I, I did an entire deep dive of that day on my, you can still find it in the archives, but Monique saw, talked about how she invited everyone because it had already broken that they had had this big fight. Like it, yeah. we all knew about it. And so she said that she invited all of them, but only Ashley came. This was right at the helm of the charges being pressed, I believe. Um, only Ashley came and it was after the one that was with Karen because she didn't come to the next one, um, which I found interesting as well. But the place was packed. I, it was not 300 people. I know that. I, I was there. It was packed, but it was not that big. It was at a brunch place. So there weren't even, it wouldn't even be able to sit 300 people who could eat comfortably. It was enough for them to be slow with the food. I mean, and the place is now closed, sad because of COVID. So it's completely shut down. So she can't do it again. But it was. How's her content? How's, do you, how's her content? How do you to like be it? be honest, it was a live podcast, but she had a panel. And the people she had on the panel were more um, interesting than her. I don't really remember what she did. She had a radio host on there who's from the DMV area who I knew pretty well. Um, she was on there, so she was great. She had a uh, famous uh, like drag performer was on there and trans activist. Um, and Ashley was there, and this is like on the heels of, of course, us knowing that Michael cheated. So we were like more interested <laughs> in what Ashley was doing. And so we were looking at Ashley. Did, I, did Ashley on? speak on any of the Michael Darby stuff? She talked about Dean being good and Michael being good. That's and why I knew was, she wasn't. Was leaving. Big Chris there? Yeah, he was there. He talked about how proud he was of her and everything. He um, talked that he wanted to get some money back. <laughs> I mean, we, my mama bought the tickets on a whim because she liked the place they, the, it was at. She liked the restaurant. She was like, I like their brunch. I want to go. <laughs> and so she bought it on a whim. And I was like, do you know what you just did? But I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was definitely, I don't understand how she would have had to spend any amount of money on that because they, the, the place made money. I mean, she bought us all drinks. That's probably why she said $200,000. She bought well, everybody I mean, cocktails. Like, I was like, this, this, this got, this got to be like, the Star Wars of podcasts, like this better sound like the best podcast I've ever, like it better be technically like no. so far advanced. If you're spending $200,000 or some stuff, like it better be the best thing it that was I've ever cute. heard in my life. It was cute, but it was like, it was, it was good. It just doesn't say now knowing what she spent, it wasn't, I would, I guess maybe I don't have the ego 
<laughs> I don't believe in myself enough to spend that much money on myself. I don't think because I'm that good. You don't need to. You don't need to. Spend. I mean, like, I mean, by the way, I feel like people get money and then all of a sudden everything costs money. Like the things that you did in your normal life all of a sudden cost money for these people. Like, I mean, it's just like. I was wondering what I, she needed an office space for. That's where the $200,000 That's what I mean, when she rented down, she's like. You know, she was like, well, you know, and then I had to take a break for the baby, but then she's Do still paying for the office space. Office like, I have for a website. Isn't that the whole purpose of mommy bloggers? Is that they literally blog at home from being a mommy? I mean, I imagine just like the, the whole thing must be some kind of social experiment to like warn people about not doing things like she's doing. Like, it must just be like this like cautionary tale of like, you know, I'm going to spend $200,000. So you never have to, you know? Do you think that she is trying to give us a certain persona like other women are accusing her of of trying to have this beautifully happy perfect patty yeah because i will admit something seemed very off with how much she was upset that candace like you know backed out and now she's talking about everyone's marriages like i understand you're mad at her for reasons of you know behind the scenes probably trying to you know run a rumor around about you and your you know experiences outside of your marriage allegedly but to say like, how can you, you never even had a honeymoon. So how can you have a honeymoon phase? Girl, what are you even saying? It just seems so extra. And it's like, you're putting down other marriages probably because you're trying to elevate yours, question mark. Yeah, I mean, I mean, also, uh, by the way, like, you know what, I, I wish there was, a, I, I wish Monique actually would speak a little, I mean, I know she won't because of Big Chris. I wish she would speak to that rumor because you know, what she's being accused of doing is like what normal is, is a normal thing to happen in relationships where it's like, if you aren't getting the attention at home, you find somebody like you find people right. that want to hang out with you that want to go out with you. And I don't mean like another guy to have sex with, but you do go where somebody appreciates you and, and wants to hang out with you and wants to go out with you. And it seemed like there was a need for that in her life. And I feel like that's a very real issue that happens with a lot of men and women, uh, especially women. And I don't think that's something to be ashamed of. In fact, it just kind of points out that, I mean, maybe she didn't want to embarrass Big Chris or whatever, but it's like, you know, he obviously is lacking this season in a couple ways, even though he seems like a really nice guy. Uh, right. You know, she points out where, you know, he pretty much kind of like sometimes treats her of like, well, you're the person I, you, you have to have sex with me. That's what you're here for. I, I pay mean, this, Wendy so you better it, be ready to go. Wendy you better it, be ready to go. That's the first thing, not even that you think about when you think of your wife is fellatio. Not even just what you think about, what you perform in front of other people who are not your wife's, like who are other men. To me, that is that was disrespectful. I'm, it's not even just that that's the first thing that came to your mind. It's that that's what you decided to make the you know the defining moment of your wife is everyone yeah. else was like at least talking about their personalities how annoying they are you know things that are harmless but in good fun but that they think defines their wife's experience through their eyes yours yeah. is through the lens of her on her knees can you not like that's just trash like in front of other men like who are you doing this for that's and her girlfriends at her home like, this is her house, and you're going to disrespect her in her house? That's backwards. Yeah. My mama always said, never let anyone disrespect you in your house, and the person disrespected you in your house was your husband. That is not right. <laughs> Something needs to yeah. be done about that. And then I think, like, she made a great point that it's not even just a date night that they don't really have anymore. It's the fact that he throws money at everything. He's like, well, yeah. you buy somebody for this or get a caterer for that. And she's like, I well, that, and, and that behavior <laughs> leads to $200,000 podcasts. 
and the fact the that his response that was you up. need to either figure out how to make it work or cut it off i would if my spouse was spending that kind of money i'd be like it needs to be the best damn podcast i ever heard put it on in the car i want to hear it in surround sound and now i'm gonna have critiques i'm like this is a little bit less oh that's how much we spend it i don't like that shirt i think we should get this one. Ooh, that's cute look i got something to say now for everything if it's our money but you're basically yeah. giving her pacifying money and you don't know two hundred thousand dollars is missing from your from your shit. that don't sound right at all that means you're really not paying attention to your wife if she can spend two hundred thousand dollars of y'all's money and you don't notice but I mean, Chris seems very concerned. Chris seems very concerned with sex. Like he does, like, I mean, just the, he seemed like, you know, that cause they were talking about getting the uh, vasectomy and he's like, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, can your, can your toes pop and your, you know, when you remember they had that whole conversation. Yeah. He's very concerned with and, sex. I mean, we get it. Your wife is gorgeous, but also that's the reason why someone else could, I'm not saying that they did, but why someone else could slide in there and be like, you're gorgeous, but Tell me about your day. And that's yeah, exactly. I mean, need it. And she doesn't like, she's like, yeah, he never like says, hey, let's go. Let's all the go trainer around, had you know? to do, if it's true, all the trainer had to do was on the way to her house where she, he was training her would be like, so listen to your podcast in the car. And I'm telling yes. you, she would have been like, panties dropping. Right panties like, it, dropping. It's over. Like, yeah. <laughs> because she's like, you did, you what? You, you, did, you know, yeah, exactly. Because you know what it's called? They, with, with Chris, they've been together so long that he's literally just flat out going, I want to have sex with you. That is what I want to do. Like he literally is not even playing around with it. He's like, okay, I'll take you out to breakfast, but then I want to have sex with you. Like, yeah. like he's like, and it's like, that's not, you know, that's not, that's not fun and coy. That's not cute. That's not, it's, it's not, it, 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 it's, not it's, it's just not anything that you it's want a romantic relationship it's to be. Like, no. And <laughs> that's what, like, that's why it's best. a bummer. It is a bummer. And Robin said it best. Like, as long as he's still in that limelight, like as an athlete and stuff, he's not going to change. And she was like, when Rob, when See, I don't know sports that much. Is he still in a limelight or is he just still kind of, like, I, I mean, not... he got, he just got into the hall of fame like last year um, um, for the Redskins, which is now the Washington football team. Y'all are so uncreative. Next time, please By the way, that is the dumbest. Time. That is that is truly the dumbest name. Like I, I don't even am like sports. Whole... And I'm like, you. I could have done better than just hello. The, I'm the a whole, Washington I was a whole team. English like, major. I know words. I can come up with something. Get a marketing. Yeah, like, get an intern. You could have just asked the intern office. Someone journalism is over there going. Oh, I know what to do. We'll name it this. Like you didn't even give nobody a chance. The Washington football team. You better go home. Well, he was just inducted into that, and I think he's also a coach now or something like he's still uh, he's in a position still in sports where they respect him as a legend like whatever position okay. he works in in as a coach or whatever he's doing is like they still treat him like top dog in fact it's probably even worse because now he's working with young people who want to be where he once was so now he can say every day you know when i was when, when i was your you know when i was at your at your level i was here or when you know when i got my hall of fame i did this when i was you know going to the playoffs i did that and he can kind of reminisce on that and people are going to look at him these young men are going to be like yeah i want to do what he did so it's not any better because <laughs> yeah in fact it's almost worse because he has like more attention people want to be like their coach like that's the whole thing so i mean i agree with robin unless he loses it all <laughs> He's not going to change. We're seeing that now. <laughs> I feel for Monique in that sense, but she's kind of losing me a little bit also. And who's gaining me, honestly, is Wendy because her performance while Candace was fighting with Monique where she was on duty. She was like, what you're not going to do is catch an assault charge. I will take this knife out your hand. So now we're at the winery. <laughs> 
And the winery was a fun time for me. I, I hope it was for you too, Ryan, because they really got into everything. Giselle was so self-aware. She was like, I want to celebrate me. I'm going to turn everything back around to me. Like, at least she knows, <laughs> right? She gave us all of Karen's insults and like digs before Karen could give them to us. Like she knows she got like a bogus award. It's a real award, but she won it bogusly. They wanted the cameras there to celebrate this award with them. So they gave it to the girl who had the cameras and she threw an entire event to celebrate her getting an award instead of just like having people come to the award with her. <laughs> so <laughs> she wanted a dual celebration and she made it all about her. And then she goes, okay, Ashley, we could talk about you because your husband's cheating <laughs> on you. That's fine. And then I'll just bring it back to me. And Ashley really was like, let's talk about it. Did that surprise you? Because that surprised me. It, it, well, I mean, it, it, I don't know. It, it didn't really surprise me. I just, I was excited for it. Like I was, I, mean, I, I didn't expect <laughs> it. So I was like, I, I was just like, yeah, let's do this. And the thing is, and you probably know this, especially because, you know, you're, you're in this, this business that we're, we're doing. Is that like, man, it was hard to take notes. Or I had to keep rewinding. I had to keep watching, keep oh, rewinding. Oh, I took none. Because <laughs> so many things were happening. So many things were happening. So yeah. many things were being said. So many things were being thrown out. And we didn't even get to the full scene. Like it, it was a to be continued. Right. We didn't even get to see the assault. We didn't even get to, mm -hmm. it happened so fast and it was so exciting. But you know, before the fight even happened, you had all this information from Ashley and you had all this, you and know, And by the way, I have questions. That's exactly what she did. She, yeah, she was like, what did she say? I was at a, what, who was the DJ? It was like uh, David Guetta. I was at a David Guetta show and a, a woman, you know, and it was like, we just like, by the way, like you're thinking of David Guetta show, right. Ashley's an attractive asking. woman. I'm sure this what this woman was attractive. I wish the story just ended there, but then it, it involved Michael Darby. And I was like, she oh, was like, oh yeah, you got Michael involved? My husband. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, let's talk about my husband. Mm -hmm. She goes, let's talk about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes. Granted. I love this. This is why we love Potomac though. They're always like this and they're talking about it. And they're like, so tell us what's up. And she goes, well, he told me this. He said that. Do you believe him? And she's like, I do. I was like, you lie. I see it all up in your edges. You're lying. You don't believe him. And she was like, I believe him. And I told him this is it, and I'm going to leave. I said, she's admitting it twice. She wants us to know that. That's documented. Great. Um, it's very much like the Kardashians. They use the camera and the show as, like, their documentation of everything so they don't have to basically pull out the camcorder because now they get to see everything, you know, that they had their lives up front. So she's doing it that way. Smart. And then she goes, yes, he, he may have cheated in the car, and then he fell asleep, and the woman snapped the picture, and I'm really mad at him. But also, you know, he had threesomes. That's some fun information. I'm going to switch it up on you. You didn't see that coming. Now we're off of him and onto that. And they're like, huh? And I still think that's so that he can't bring it up in court one day. Like, oh, I thought it was cool to cheat because I, we sleep with women all the time. And she was like, no, uh-uh. We've slept with other people before together. <laughs> I'm going to let you know that now. And they were like, huh? Wait, what? Karen was oh, like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh Karen <laughs> so sad <laughs> and so she gave us that tidbit and then she basically started a fight and then like went to the bathroom she goes so y'all good y'all was mad at each other y'all okay how y'all doing I said oh Ashley go ahead and do your job and essentially we now know that the fight that made it to the newspapers and into the courts of law and charges were pressed and police reports was about whether or not Monique was asleep I know. I mean, isn't that funny? Like that, that I mean, is it's hilarious. Like, it was about mom shaming and non-mom. It was. It was. It was just so bizarre. Candace, sweetie, you're not a mom. She can't mom shame you. She could just. Shame I know. You. It was. You're it not was, a mom. It was. And I love that she was like holding silverware. I mean, it just—it's hysterical. Like the whole thing was. 
And really, that was a real like, knife. That was not a butter knife. The fact that it just came out of like really nowhere. And I'm really, I mean, that's going to be the first scene on Sunday's episode. I'm so excited. Like, you know, I got to say like Sunday and I, I like, it's just, it's so nice to look forward to a housewife show instead of where at, by the end of the season, I was really not looking forward to Beverly Hills in New York. And I'm mm -hmm. still at a point with Potomac where I genuinely am looking forward to it. Right. Every Sunday, it's a treat, you know? Because or even if, I, even if I can't watch it right when it airs, I know mm -hmm. I have it in my DVR for when I go to bed that night or Monday morning, and it's like a joy. And, and I just can't say that about everything else right now, you know? <laughs> because look at what we got in one episode. Like, that's unheard of on any of the shows. Like, it almost feels like it was too good. Like, there's no way y'all have that much more for another eight episodes that you're going to be able to get all of this in one. And I'm glad it's going to be the first episode, the first scene of the next episode, because they pretty much cut it off to put on Watch What Happens Live and it like split screened it and gave us like the credits and Andy's reactions on the same screen. And I missed a lot of things. And I just keep seeing Wendy's face looking at Candace like, okay, <laughs> when do I get, okay, let me take this out of her hand. Okay, let me move that. And I'm like, good friend, keep that person around. Everyone needs a Wendy. So that way you just make sure when you fight, you're not going to get into any extra shit because of it. But I, I feel like I feel like I feel like Wendy is doing herself possibly a disservice by being on this show. Like, do you think she's going to be able to keep commenting on MSNBC? That would be like Ramona, like being on CNN as a as a, a commentator. I think point, MSNBC you know? maybe I think or, or Fox or whatever. I think she's also on Fox too or something. But I I think what the problem is is Johns Hopkins wasn't going to be cool with this for long. So I'm kind of glad she was like, yeah, I'm kind of I don't want to do that no more. And I'm 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 happy for her. I think she's actually a really good addition, and I'm happy that she's here. But I think Potomac is gonna is gonna serve her well. So. I agree with you. I'm very excited for the next episode. And I, I honestly, I can't wait to watch it and then cover it all over again. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say that Potomac is one of the ones, you know, where it's, like I said, it's just still a joy. Like it's still a, and even, you know, when I, you can tell I really love a show is when that they even had that conversation with Wendy and her husband while they were watching their son do jujitsu. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they were having that conversation of, does she want to go back to John Hopkins? You know, she had this maternity leave and she just doesn't know, but her, her Nigerian mother, you know, it's, it's such a thing. She's living her mother's life in a way. Yep. And it's a, you know, and I, and you know, I really love a show when I'm like, wow, even that to me is like a real issue and it's fascinating. To me, that's a real thing. And like, I can even give like, when, when they try to like do real things in Beverly Hills or like, it just rings false sometimes because sure they're so consumed with money. And for me, I don't, and maybe I just, maybe I'm just still relatively new to the show, having watched all of it this last year, um, is that, but I don't know, for me, it rings true and it rings like these are real issues. So I'm like, it can give this high drama and like really kind of those moments that you love out of a housewife show, but then it also gives these things where I would think that a lot of women could relate to, you know? I completely agree. And I think she's actually opening up so organically. It's like a little bit each episode, her husband's family, her mom, like her kid and everything. I love that it's like an organic opening and it seems real. But I also think, you know, they don't really, they don't have, seem to have time to bullshit and play the game. I think they're genuinely trying to figure this out and I'm really enjoying watching her do it. I just thought she was a great friend to Candace in that moment. I was like, I need to be a Wendy and I need to also become a Wendy. When my girls and my friends start fighting, people need to make sure 
that their line of vision is clear, that their path of entry is open, that they're not going to get into any extra problems because of the fight. They make sure their points are heard. Like, I didn't get the knife out of the hand. That's a really good friend. She seems like a really fun woman. I loved her questions for Ashley where she had her hand up. She was like, me, pick me first. I got a question. I said, that's me. I'm, I'm her in that moment. Like, Wendy was very relatable and but without stealing the spotlight and trying to do so. And I really appreciate a, a housewife that can do that. Like knows when it's their place. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm very pleased with this season. I cannot wait to cover it more and, you know, hear what, you know, other people have to say to hear what you have to say. I mean, I listen to your show. I like, you like to say it's a radio show. I think it's better than the radio. It feels very serious XM without having to pay for it. So thank you. Um, it <laughs> feels you. like all the great content without me having to pay like $17 a month. Cause that's that we're not doing that. That's trash. As well. um, please. Tell people yeah, can you believe we do this that. for free? We do this for free. I mean, this is, I mean, you know, crazy. I, mean, like you got, I feel like, you know, it's like, I, I can't you just believe that someone is out there making thousands of dollars off of a podcast like that doesn't even even on the mic like working for Monique someone else is making thousands of dollars off of this that is I mean I can't believe anybody's listening oh I can't believe anybody's listening to me for free I'm like this is exciting like the fact that like I mean that's why I mean like I just I think it's I'm I don't know I just love all of this whole I love that people like Monique exist so we can talk about them. I love I mean, that like- I think I, people listen to me because I'm free. Well, yeah, so, well, I mean, well, <laughs> that's what's scary is that like, I, I mean, but by the way, we, you know, I mean, we both, we're free, like we're free podcasters for the most part. And like, I think we're, you know, please just continue to like check me and Monique out. Like, thanks for listening to even this interview. I'm, I'm just really appreciative. Honestly. I mean, it's just a really cool community. I really, it gives me more than I give it. So it, it um, it's really cool. Same. Um, I feel weird uh, asking people, you know, if they, if they want to, they ask me like where they can donate or Patreon or subscribe. Well, I'm like, you want to do that for me? You want to give me $5? Yeah. Well, I have the Patreon, Thank but see, I have the Patreon and it's like, if people want to support me, they can. I don't push it really hard, but yeah, it's, there is Same. Patreon. Mm -hmm. I do smaller episodes because these are gargantuan episodes I do for free. I do smaller recaps. So like this week you get like, you got five separate smaller episodes of like 30 minutes recapping Potomac, Below Deck Med, mm -hmm. New York. So if you want that, it's there for you, but it, by no means, it's like, it'll always be there too. Like this is like a time of, we're still in a time of like, crisis you know like i'm mm -hmm. happy with giving away free material and it's really given me you know it, it's been there for me during a rough time through right. all of this so i, I think it's a two-way street but if you want to support it it's there uh but if not there's no harm no foul because it's free and it's out there for everybody you know I, I I absolutely love that. Please tell people where they can find it because during these times we still need it. People going back to work. Not even are they scared anymore. They now they're just mad as hell that they gotta go. So well, I mean, I, I got I mean, I got laid I got laid off a couple months ago. So this is literally I this is a full time job for me. Now. And like, now saying this in the Instagram. This in the Instagram. Exactly. I was doing private tutoring, and now the schools where I'm at are reopening, but I am not allowed to teach in them legally. So here we are. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. I so all I mean, the energy. Guys, so 
just continue to listen to us. Keep getting our numbers up. Go follow yeah. our Instagram. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. You're mixing with Monty, right? Is that it? Or is yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we have so much energy for people who are not working, working, working. I mean, well, I mean, that's called, no, that's, that's called fear. That's called fear. Is <laughs> exactly. That's being scared to death. That's what that's called. That's exactly <laughs> what this is. I'm in the happiest mood I've been all day. Having to pay for insurance, like without a company. That's what, you know, I mean, but by the way, like the, I am so scared, just like so many people out there are right now. And it really does help quiet the voices in my head of what is going to be next. And if I can just focus on these stories and these shows and these podcasts, it does help me not kind of like sink into a great depression like a lot of us are doing. So I feel like if we're all there for each other, whether it be listening or talking or uh, telling stupid jokes on Instagram or, or stupid pictures, like it all is one thing, you know, it's all one thing of just trying to make it a little better for yourself and for others, you know, and it's, it's done in a comedic way, or at least I try to try to do it in a comedic way. But um, yeah, I mean, I get more from it than, than I give. So and when that changes, who knows what will happen. But right <laughs> now it's, it's still really kind of just amazing. I met, you know, you know, more than like, I met amazing people through this, you know, you can't put a price on that. Right, exactly. I mean, we're having, I have had more fun today than I have been able to have all week experiencing nothing but anxiety. So I hope that, you know, we were able to give y'all a little bit of the same excitement or a little, you know, break from all of the other things that go on in your life that need your immediate attention and kind of make you focus on something that's going to make you a little bit happier because now we can all hate the comp like a common enemy or talk about a common thing. That hate has jacks. We call it hate jacks. All I hate jacks. And we can all talk about something right now and hate someone that has nothing to do with our physical <laughs> wallets and like our actual health and well-being. And that is <laughs> the opposite of trash. We love that. This is that shit that we love. So Again, like Ryan said, please follow him on social media. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Literally all of those words. Like type it all in. Also type yeah, all those words title. into <laughs> iPad and or to the <laughs> iTunes or whatever. Listen to his podcast, long version or short version, by doing that anywhere you listen to me. And of course, you can do the same by listening to me, however you found me right now. Um, and follow me, of course, on Instagram, Twitter, and even Facebook. If you want to join the Facebook group, Mixologist Mixer, um, just search Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. As always, if applicable to you, though it should be, Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and please, guys, stay home if you can. Talk to y'all when more shit goes down on Bravo. Bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, pop culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M I X I N G W I T H M A N I, so you can keep up with me. And don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening, and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.